This is Gresh and Fourier. And here's Hines on the run back, breaking a tackle and taking it past midfield. And down the sideline he goes. This is storybook. An opening kickoff return for Tamar Hamlin. And this place is absolutely going wild. Oh, you just said this is storybook. This is almost fate. Andy Gresh. Christian Fourier. Allen takes the snap, back to pass, has time, pressure coming, unloads down the left sideline, he's got Diggs, caught, touchdown, Buffalo! A 49-yard strike as Allen hits Diggs, can you dig it? Gresh and Fourier, right now. New England is eliminated from the playoffs. Hey, DeMar, you asked, did we win? Well, it came six days later, but those boys you love got you the duck. 35-23 is your final here at Highmark. On WEEI. All right, final hour. Aggression Foyer today. The Patriots season ended yesterday in Buffalo. Celtics play tonight. Bruins had a great West Coast swing. People in the Twitch chat and on the uh, text are uh, screaming, uh, how come you guys aren't doing Bruins breakdown today? So the Patriots season ended, y'all. It's not like we're ignoring the Bruins, for God's sakes. But kind of West Coast trip where the game started, like it, and they're just kicking everybody's butt. I just asked someone in the Twitch chat to give me the big, important third uh, third period storyline and all that. And, you know, listen, again, it's West Coast hockey. It was back-to-back games. I don't know how many people were. But, again, and Razor this morning mentioned that, you know, they're plus 68 in goal differential. It's fantastic. Plenty of time to be able to get to the Bruins. They're having the best first half of any team in NHL history. But right now we are dealing with what happened in Buffalo, which, by the way, was also connected to DeMar Hamlin, which was only, eh, I don't know, the biggest story in sports for about a week. But With the, with, with, with the most unbelievable opening kickoff return, really, I've seen it like – a long time. The dude took the opening kickoff return with a full week of just craziness and emotions and ran it back for a touchdown. It's pretty crazy. It Doesn't really happen. is. And then did it again. <laughs> well, there were a lot of people online of the, oh, of course, this is what the NFL wants. They're going to make sure that the Bills win. And it's like, wait a minute, dummies. It was tied at the half, and there wasn't an accepted penalty until the fourth quarter mm, or whatever true. it was. Yeah. So if you were going to uh, F with the game, let's say, you'd be calling a bunch of penalties. However, after the game, there were tons of press conferences. I know you and I got to get to Matt Slater and Devin McCourty. There's oh, so much geez. we haven't gotten to today because of Kingsbury and offensive coordinator and all that kind of stuff. After the game, one of the captains, David Andrews, before he broke down talking about Slater and McCourty, he was asked the question, are you guys in better position now than you were at the end of last season? Here was his response. I mean, it was different, Dave. Obviously, we know how it ended last year here. Records are what records are. You feel the team's in a better place now than it was this time last year. Yeah, yeah I think so. I mean, I mean, that's, you know, it's hard to say. And, uh, <laughs> Yeah, I thought showed some good mental toughness today, obviously. I mean, you know, uh, especially with kind of, you know, 
we knew it was going to be an emotional game for them, emotional environment, and then, you know, four minutes, four seconds into the game, you know, we're down and, uh, you know, battled back, kept fighting, uh, tried to answer every time, and just didn't answer at the end. You don't believe him, do you? Oh, I is, do. Is the team, really, is the team mm-hmm. in a better position now than it was last year? The mm-hmm. answer is, you think this team is in a better, explain this to me. Right. Explain this to me because right, I thought he was just—he had no other, uh, no other choice but to answer that way. So you're deeper corner than you were at the end of the season last year because of the Jones boys being here, and you still could retain your right to bring back Jonathan Jones. You have also found a guy at safety, and not only Kyle Duggar, but also adding Peppers is a guy who I think could end up being here long term as McCordy ends up walking out the door. You have developed run linebackers, meaning you have Jelani Tavai, who's gotten better, and then you have Mac Wilson, who you can choose to bring back, and that's a speed guy. Now, maybe you replace him. Everything's on the defense. On the, well, I'm getting there. On the defensive, on the defensive line, you're as good as you've been in a while in terms of bigger bodies, guys like Barmore, who hopefully can stay healthy and make an impact, and also Judon, and then Uche, who will eventually be out of here because he'll probably get 10 more sacks next year, and then somebody will end up overpaying him. On offense, you have a quarterback. You have a tailback that is developing into a stud in Ramondre Stevenson, who has taken a step forward this year. You got some work to do. A wide receiver, there's no question. You do still have Henry and, for whatever it's worth, Janu Smith, who you and I talked about. He's going to be here again. So you've at least got two starting caliber tight ends as much as Janu isn't great. And you probably have, at worst, three-fifths of an offensive line, if not four-fifths of an offensive line. Your biggest needs are probably in coaching, which, again, was a big need last year, and Bill Belichick hopefully learned his lesson. I think when you look at the core last year, Without this draft class that came in and really made an impact, especially on the defensive side, I think there are certain positions that cost you a ton of money that you don't have to go out and necessarily spend a ton of money. Kickers don't cost a lot. Corners do. But if I can re-sign John Jones, I've got uh, I got Mills and all those Jones boys coming back, and then whatever I add in the middle rounds of the draft – and then maybe I can try to find a better version of Miles Bryant. So if I got to break glass in case of emergency and play this dude, I got somebody who might be able to cover and not miss open field tackles. How about that? Oh, geez. Um, I don't believe a word you just said. I'll leave the defense as it is. So all those players defense, I mentioned should just. Well, think about it. Okay, well, I'll take you back. Let me take you back to the end of last year. I know it didn't end right. Like you didn't punt. The Bills didn't punt once. So you're sitting there going, oh, maybe the defense is better because you forced them to punt a couple times, and then you actually you know, got some stops and you got some interceptions. Much better than last year. But last year, you had a rookie quarterback that ended up making the, the Pro Bowl for whatever reason. You, uh, you expected an uptick in everything. So all those high-priced free agents, you, you thought those guys would be better. Out of all those high-priced free agents, they're all worse. Aguilar, worse. Jonu Smith, worse. Hunter Henry, Worse. Um, who am I missing? Uh, Kendrick Bourne. Worse. But is Hunter Henry worse? worse. Because he... doesn't matter. It, at the end, you're. It, it, are you in a better position this year than you were last year? The answer is no. Last year, you were like, wow, let's build on that. Jonu Smith, that, that, this, that's a mulligan, right? You're going to get better. Okay. Hey, Hunter Henry, you had all these red zone touchdowns. Great. Let's get more. Is that on him? 
My point is, you are in a worse position. You basically are restocking now and reloading in personnel and in coaching. Last year, when it ended, you're like, Josh McDaniels, there was no, is he leaving, is he going, anything like Nobody knew what was going on, but he, you had an offensive staff. You had a defensive staff. You had, a, you had what you thought was a special teams coach that had one bad year because the year before, he was pretty good, right? The year they, they actually, well, they didn't make the playoffs. The other day, I can't remember. But anyways, the year before that, they, they were pretty good. And you're like, oh, he the year before, that was a bad year. Every position you were better in. Like, there's so many unknowns right now. There's so many, like, oh, my God, did we make the right choice at quarterback? Last year, you thought you had the future at quarterback. So I actually, Gresh, I think they're in a worse position now. I think there are more unknowns and more answers, too. Aguilar's not a fit. Bourne probably wants to get out of here. Uh, Jonu Smith is was a waste of money. Henry, Henry is serviceable, but probably can give you more if you give him more opportunities. Your backs are what we thought they were anyways. So what? So now you have two good backs. We even, we didn't know Ramondre had a chance to be a special player. Okay, he's got but a chance he to was be a fourteen hundred yard rookie. He was a rookie, but, but fourteen hundred yards and sixty five or seventy catches is not out of the. I mean fourteen hundred yards. I would also say. And a bunch I, would, of I would also say you put your kick. You suspended your kicker. You suspended your first round draft pick at corner. Your defense. You had multiple injuries. You you you. Your so, fourth round pick at corner. Fourth round. It After he had played the point a bunch. Is, the point is, is that you're at the end of the but year. Is he gone? You're putting your you're suspending your freaking kicker after you decided he was he was worth the next. Well, he was worth more money, right? How are they in a better so, position? So finding a punter is that hard? Oh, or keeping, forget about what you're looking for, Jake though. Bailey. Forget about what you're looking for. Like at the end of the season, because last you year probably felt pretty good, even though you they kicked your ass. You're like, man, that team's really good. Yeah, yeah. You probably and felt I'm pretty a Matt good. guy. Yeah, and so then, was I. And then we hear that Matt Patricia is going to be the guy, and then everybody went, "Oh, brother!" So now and you, we were right. Yeah. So now you start thinking about are, they're in the most definitely. Mac is. I don't. The next question is going to be. Is he fixable? Did you ruin him? Did you completely gunshy him? Is he walking around with his tail between his legs? He can't speak for himself. I mean, I feel like they're in a worse position. You would say, hey, uh, Trent Brown may be back. Trent Brown is a disaster. He's worse this year than he was last year. Last year he was happy. This year he was upset the entire year. Right. And okay, there was- Isaiah Witt It's not even on the – he got hurt. Last year you're like, I mean, there's not a chance in hell they're better. But how much of what went on – was tied into coaching that Bill Belichick set up because that's again that's a factor in an evaluation. Otherwise, I factor it in. All right. Otherwise, then Max got to go, right? And are, are those other backs I'm not Ramondre? They got to go. Not, I'm not telling. I'm not saying who's got to stay and who's got to go. But I'm looking you just, at the. You, I just look at it as are they a better position now when the season ended? Maybe change the question. Do you feel? How do you feel? How, compared to last year, how do you feel about this team moving forward? Last year, I think everybody was optimistic and excited and like, wow, things are good. We're, we're on our way, right? Rookie quarterback. No, Look at all the other rookie quarterbacks. They all sucked. They couldn't get out of their own way, mm-hmm. right? And our yeah. guy was and, pretty good. But what happened in some of those situations? When you look at Jacksonville, what did they do? Coaching helped fix it. What happened in Chicago? They eventually got new coaching in there, and they figured out how to use Justin Fields. If I'm looking at the core base of what was here this year to last year, we can now defend. Look, if if what happened on offense happened with Josh McDaniels still here, then I would completely agree with you because then it's like, wait a minute. It's the same dude calling plays. It's the same scheme. But, oh, my God, how did it go sideways? Trent Brown, I'll defend him a little bit. His effort was sketch, but who was coaching him? I know, but okay, but you you you're but you're it, pushing it forward. Like you're 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 pushing it into hey, like you're bright siding it is what you're doing. 
I'm telling you, the question was asked to, to, to David Andrews, do you feel like you're in a better, better position now than you were last year? And he says yes, which is obviously not the answer. He's, he can't say no. He has to say yes. I say the answer is absolutely you're in a worse position. There was hope. There was like, you know, you thought that everybody was going to get better. But why is this hopeless? Oh, man. So, because I would say, okay, I'm not, I don't know if it's necessarily hopeless. If you but tell you're me not that a, Patricia's coming but, back, then I'm You're with not you. in a better position that, now than you were last year. As we sit on a Monday after the season ended compared to last year, you are not in a better position. That is a fact. I, I, I challenge anyone to call up and prove me wrong. You're not. And if you're saying that they are, you're no different than David Andrews that is just doing the post-game press conference and saying everything people want to hear. They got cap space, and they had the kind of year that is going to motivate them to make changes. Because you and I even talked about this. What if they backed their way into the playoffs at 8-9? and nine? Would Bill be motivated to make changes? The fact that they lost this game yesterday might be the best thing for the future, whereas last year, the one thing you even mentioned it that we didn't expect was that Josh McDaniels was going to get a head coaching job. A lot of us thought, and a lot of the optimism was tied into – Holy crap, they got a quarterback. They got an experienced offensive coordinator that we all trust. Then they went and screwed that whole thing up. And to think that Bill, if Bill Belichick just brings everybody back and it's all the Matt Patricia show again, then you're right. They are porked with a capital P. Pork, porky pig style. Yeah, no, it's this. Was I actually, that is amazing that you were able to do that. Yeah, it's the anguish doink doink of Pigman. That's what we'll all be. I feel like a pig is getting murdered. But uh, that's what we will all be if Matt Patricia is back. But again, we didn't realize at the end of last year that that McDaniels was going to walk out the door. A part of the hope this year is that Bill has realized, I got talent. They almost made the playoffs with this Rube calling plays. So They're the still well yeah. coached. Now, again, I, that's that's fine. I agree with that. The question was asked, are they in a better position? The answer is no. The answer is not yes. Like, you you, you could sit there. Bill could hand David Andrews, like, a, a, a stinky piece of fish, okay, and then say, boys, like, isn't like that a good for is, lunch? Isn't, yeah, isn't that a good steak? And he'd say, yeah, Bill, it is. No matter no matter what you put in front of him, he's going to eat. Doesn't matter. He's going to he's a captain. He's going to do the right thing. It's not going to throw anybody in the bus. But that was to me was like, I mean, that's it's almost like not even a fair question. I know we got to go, but it just I just I just feel like in the worst position. All right, that's it. Watch us, love us. Just follow Weei on Twitch. Trish and Fourier on Weei. I'll tell you part of the other thing, too, as to why I say they are in a better position than last year is because if you think about some of the guys who started this year, there have been guys who have firmly planted their flag in the ground that they can play. And I'll give you one on each side of the ball. You know, in his rookie year, we had heard all about Mike Onwenu. Played right tackle, played great, da-da-da. What'd they do last year? They kind of froze him out a little bit. Are you a guard? Are you a tackle? Da da da. Then, but but apparently he did enough for them to realize they could get rid of Shaq Mason and in plugging Mike Onwenu in there. I don't know if you really noticed that much of a drop off. You noticed the drop off yeah. at tackles, absolutely, right? But Onwenu did a good job of filling that spot. That's a 
That's a now unknown. I would also say Cole Strange is now unknown. Well, he has to be. Yeah, he's, he's a, not he a disaster. Be. He's a first he, round he needs, pick. He, he's gonna. He's gonna. He'll be. He'll fine. get better. I think he'll, he'll be, be fine. fine. But on defense, you know what? We knew Matt Judon was really good. You know, what we didn't know about Matt Judon. Could he give you seventeen games, which he did he this did. year? You know what else we didn't know? Uche. That Uche could play. And that in and of itself. Now, look, you could also turn around and say, well, Barmore got hurt, had a little bit of a disappointing year. I don't think the talent is gone with him. But a part of the reason why I say they're in a better spot is because at the end of last year, it was, boy, it's a real crossroads year for Uche. It's a real crossroads year for this guy. Like guys like Nelson Aguilar, all they did was continue to disappoint us. And now that means after two bad years, that guy's yeah. going to get pushed out the door. Yeah, so my thing with the defense is that I felt like they were good last year. And so it was almost like a push. So the defense, you know, played well, but they also feasted on bad quarterbacks. They feasted on those guys. But whatever, most good defenses do. So how it doesn't. Many, how many great quarterbacks are there right now in the NFL? Great. All right. Um, we might have five or six. Well, and that depends on if you're going to put Brady in there. Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes. Those are the easy easily. ones. Um, I'm not ready to. I like Kirk Cousins ain't in there yet. Dak Prescott well, clearly like it's isn't. A, it's a it's a small class. It's you're talking great, right? Like Josh Allen, compare like uh, Lamar Jackson when he's not hurt and healthy. He's okay. a great quarterback. Um, jo- uh, obviously Patrick Mahomes. I'm trying to think. And then I like think, is Tua no is great no. any any of the Jets QBs no God, you know no. Burrows Burrow I would put in the great Burrow would be great yeah okay. Deshaun Watson we don't know nope. Uh, Kenny Pickett, Justin, Justin Herbert. Kenny Pickett, we don't know. Uh, Great. Is Justin Herbert? No, nope, mm. not yet. Nope, he's not. No, you look right. at Joe. No, not yet. He's close. He's close. He'd be your next man up. But my point of bringing that up is, is that there are a small handful of teams that have the quote unquote great quarterback, yeah. and then there are the other ones that are good, but will make mistakes against a well coached. You know who we left out? They, give me the two we left out. Uh, of the of the, of the guys great quarterbacks right now who yeah. are great while well, Brady and Rodgers. Yeah. <laughs> Why do we name those guys? And by the way, I, mean, I would, the reputation is not is not following them anymore. I still put both of them in there. I still think you put Tom Brady on the San Francisco yeah. 49ers next year, they're going to the Super Bowl. Yeah, the same same. I know I agree. There's already talk now, I don't know if you saw it, but Albert Breer uh mentioned something about paraphrasing here how it is 100% going to happen that the Raiders are going to be pursuing Tom Brady to be their quarterback next year. As they should be, quite honestly. Really? Yep. Why uh, not? I feel like it's coming to an end. I feel like it's coming into an end. Like we're going to have to unpack end. that. Maybe so we'll do it later. We listen, got plenty of time for that. You're going to be the guy. You're going to be the one to say Brady isn't going to do it. Yeah. He'll use it against you. You yeah. He's going to first press conference of the year. You son of a bitch. Yeah. And I threw the ball to uh, you in 03. Not enough, though. Yeah, that that is true. That I'll co-sign. All right, Eddie in the car with Gresham Foyer. Hello, Ed. Hey, guys. How are you? How are you? How are you? It's coaching and it's talent. And, you know, Christian. Yeah. Bill has no problem telling people when they're done. You know, he has, he has a real knack for looking at people, and he knows when to basically, you know, walk away from a player. I hope the owner of the New England Patriots, Robert Kraft, also knows when to walk away from somebody because, you know, Bill's getting older. We talked about this before. I, I just turned 63. Everything is slower. If you just look at what Bill's done in the last three or four years, something's going on. 
the, te- the things just ain't the same anymore. This team has turned into an average team. And, and, and I don't see anything changing. And I blame Belichick for destroying Mac Jones because I actually feel bad for this guy right now. I do. And, and, and if anything, your coach needs to tell you everything's going to be okay. You're here with us. You, I've got your back. And if he doesn't, so be it. But maybe you should lie to the guy and at least make him feel good about himself. I'm done with Belichick. I'm so done with him. Oh, and at some point, someone's going to have to tell this guy, hey, Bill, your best days are behind you. We're moving on. Eddie, you make zero sense. <laughs> Sorry. You make zero sense. The reason this football team held on by a thread was because of Bill Belichick. Yeah, I can confirm yeah. that. Yeah. They were they were in it yesterday and went to Buffalo with a chance because of Bill that does not mean he has not made mistakes. But again, the 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 structure that is in place, the belief system, maybe it needs to evolve a little bit. Foyer, maybe you have a good point in terms of maybe you do got to open up that offense a little bit and be a little more modern and all that Receptive stuff. Receptive to other but, ideas. But but look, is you want to you want to get rid of Bill Belichick and go trade for Mike Tomlin? Nope. You want to uh, go? You want to go get uh, Mike McDaniel? Do uh, you want to go get Brandon Staley? Right? You want to go get? Uh, is uh, Zach Taylor on his way to being one of the greats in no. the game? Uh, I know. I don't. We're gonna have Dan Campbell. Would that make you feel good? A oh, guy? Actually, actually, yes. Yeah, yes. Let me do the double by suppose and get everybody ready for the game. Yeah, actually, but he's is my that favorite. what some people want? He's my favorite. No, he's he's your favorite yeah. until you got around him every day and yeah. saw him coaching, and then we'll be like, oh my god. Yeah. Like I, again, Bill isn't perfect, but good lord, to think that punting him and what are you going to do? I go bring in Lane Kiffin. There we See, go. I don't think that I don't Come listen. On. He's still the greatest coach of all time. I just feel like he made. A bunch of bad decisions. Matt Patricia was the worst decision maybe in the history of Belichick's era. Yeah, there was was, even worse than Malcolm Butler. I think I would I would say Joe Judge is part of that. I think the two of those those two guys combined. Now maybe he felt like he again we'll never know. Maybe he felt like he didn't have any of their options, and he thought this is the best thing I can do for now, and I'm good enough, and those guys are good enough, and and they'll figure it out. Way over their head. Way over their skis. It's just, it was just almost, um, it just, it, it pro- never was going to work. And I'm sure he probably identified it really early, but by that point in time, it was too late. Let's go to Steve in the truck on Matt Patricia with Gresham Foyer. Hi, Steve. Good afternoon, guys. You know, Gresh, I love you, but you and Greg Hill sound the same. What? Nothing Matt Jones or Bill Belichick does is wrong. I mean, this guy, Patricia, and if you heard Dante Starnecki this morning, he even said it. He doesn't think Bill's going to change, Matt Patricia, because now you're bringing in a third coordinator in three years, and you're really going to screw this kid up and bring another guy in. So I think he's stuck with him. I really believe that. I think he's going to try to iron it out with him and make him better than he is. Hopefully it works. I don't think it will, because I think the Matt Patricia's like him, stubborn. And the, and, and to go with the, uh, Judon, yeah, Judon played 17 games. He had 13 and a half sacks in the first eight games, or nine games, I'm sorry, and he had two and a half in the last eight. So he kind of disappeared in the second half again. So you're played, wait. Were you expecting him to have 26 sacks and set an NFL no, record? 26, but I was I was expecting him to have about 18 or 19. That's what I was expecting. So he had a bad he year. So he had a bad year because he didn't get a, year, he he didn't year, he he a, a benchmark at the end of the year. No, he he did what the team did last year. 
So end of the season, they went right down the two. I would also, I would also argue that if you very much broke down the game and watched against Buffalo both times, how Matt Judon was used, there was also a part of him keeping Josh Allen in the pocket in both of those games versus turning him loose, giving up the edge, and letting Josh Allen run around. But Foyer, I know well, you were reacting to Steve's first part of his call. Well, he had mentioned the whole. Uh, I don't think that Dante Scarnecchi was on the Greg Hale show uh, earlier today. Said that he doesn't think he'll change that bill. Will change Matt Patricia and then you read this press release from ownership that mentioned one little quick little couple lines that it was like said something to do with critical changes or critical, critical evaluations. evaluations yeah don't you think that Matt Patricia is one of those critical aspects that ownership is talking about yeah and again to Steve I have I just you you didn't listen again hearing is a set hearing is a sense listening is a skill I just got done saying this team would have been porked if Belichick wasn't the coach. They were still had a chance to go to the playoffs. And then I said in the very next sentence, the guy is not perfect. But you're turning it into that because they're not 14-3 and three and the number one seed that everything he's doing is wrong. Like, we need to realize that there had to be a little bit of a rebuild and a pivot away from Brady. It just happened to come in a year of COVID mm-hmm. where everything was completely effed up. And that year was almost like the reset year. And we're now in the building. And the biggest part of the building here in year three with Mac Jones is that have you screwed him up because of the coordinator? But I would also argue this. If Christian is right, then the scheme hasn't changed much from Josh McDaniels to Matt Patricia. And if you are right, then what's the difference? It's the play caller. So if the offense is the same, it's not his third offense in three years. Yeah, and um, again, you, you just keep going around and around in this circle about you know what Bill's going to do and you play the blame game and whose fault is it. The reality is, is that it is Bill's fault. It is. That's it. And I would even say... All right, so if you're going to look at the offense, what's the deal? What's going on on the special teams? Cam Accord has been there. It's his third year, right? It's third year. Uh, Joe Judge left, and he inherited the job. It is not getting sure he better. Well. So wait, so are we gonna? Is, is Bill gonna keep him around? Like, what's the last guy? Who was the last guy Bill fired? Fired. I think we talked about the actually. I don't know if Keith and I hit this on yesterday uh, on uh, Football Sunday or not. Dean Pease was kind of the the okay. one. Who, by the way, just retired in Atlanta, so expect Gerard Mayo to get an interview down there, D coordinator, in my opinion. But Dean Pease, it was the chose not to renew, chose to leave the organization, da-da-da, all that stuff. It, it isn't who got fired. To me, it's who he let go. Who he didn't resign, because usually well, those contracts will just expire and they just don't sign But them. think about it. He kept Nick Cayley for whatever reason. Yeah. He let Mick Lombardi go. Yeah. When Flores went to Miami, he let Chad O'Shea go. All I heard for 10 years was Chad O'Shea is a future offensive coordinator. Is he even in the league? I don't know. That's exactly. So that's the thing. If people look at it, Bill doesn't fire people. He lets that contract expire. What he's really telling you who are the guys that are good, in my opinion, are the dudes that he re-signs and keeps around those are the guys that either he trusts or that he thinks are worth a damn. Uh, Ivan Fears. You were around when Ivan yeah. Fears was around. Uh-huh. There were a lot of players that I've talked to in the past who would be like, yeah, Ivan's got a job for life, yep. and da-da-da, and he doesn't rock the boat. But you know what? If he sucked as a coach, would Bill Belichick have renewed that gone. contract year after year yeah. after year after no, year? No, he'd be gone. You're right. So it's not the he went out and fired a guy. It's who did he let go when others left the organization. Yeah, because Ivan needs to be... You know, he needed to be, you know, it wasn't like his, it wasn't like he had one contract and that was it. He probably right. had, other than the amount of years that he's been here, multiple, multiple, multiple contracts. He, he was here 20 years with Bill. 
That no, had to have yeah. been five no, contracts Dante, minimum. Dante, it was, it's amazing that you were able to, to keep him for so long that he didn't get recruited from somebody else. But he just liked being an offensive line coach. He was great at it. Um, so, somebody, somebody in the Twitch chat, RWB1997, what about Dave DeGuglielmo? I can't remember if they just didn't renew. I that thought they didn't renew one, him with Googe. Uh Who's now the offensive line coach at Boston College. Right. Okay. Who so, would have been better than Matt Patricia this year in the absolutely. pros. Absolutely. That story. is an interesting one. Why didn't that work? Because in the beginning of that year, they won the Super Bowl, right? I think that was, I don't know, sure what year that was. Maybe Atlanta. But the offensive line sucked. They were not, they could, they could not handle anything. They looked like the Patriots offensive line now, but sure as hell later on into the season, that's right. That was the, the year of the, they're not good anymore when they went out to Kansas City and Trent Dilfer, uh, post game said, Hey, let's face it. They're not good anymore. Well, sure as hell they go on to win the Super Bowl. The offensive line ends up fixing all their problems. They end up running the ball better than anybody and Bill and Brady doesn't get sacked. So they fixed it. So he was good, but I wonder. Or was it because that's right? Because well, Dante was, retired, then Dante came back. That's right. That's what it was. Maybe that's why he decided he wanted to come back. And well, Googe also had like two years with the Giants, and I think I don't even know if he made it through like half a season in Miami when uh, in 2019, I think it was, whenever he was down there. Yeah. So maybe there's a little bit of Googe who's like, I I'm not dealing with this. Let me out yeah. and then go. Yeah. However, I I think it's again. I don't think Bill Belichick, especially if they're one of his guys, is in the whole public embarrassment. Hey, like, again, to think that he would publicly fire Matt Patricia today is unfathomable. It would never happen. But to me, that's a... People reassign. Fun, people, reassign. And that's fine. Yeah, reassign. But you know what you're doing? You're then using someone's skills in a different way. You're not saying, you don't matter, I'll let you go. I think the, the the other issue is he just may not find a re, be able to find a suitable replacement that he trusts. Yeah, so I feel like they're almost they're, in a way he is kind of backed up into a corner. Like, what do I do? So we're going to make critical evaluations. So so sure as hell, um, Kraft is going to come down and be like, listen, why? Explain to me why you think you should keep him. Like, why can't we find somebody else? Like, I, or I'm saying, listen, you got to get somebody else. And then then what is he going to do? You know that maybe then, then maybe that that's when the real tension starts. Uh, here's one: Cole Popovich got let go, but that was also kind of COVID related as well. If I'm not, oh, if that's I'm right. remembering properly, I, yep. So that might have been more of a protocol thing than a hey, you can't coach yeah. thing. But then again, I don't know where that cat's at either. I have no idea. You should look him up. But that's the thing: some of these dudes who end up leaving the organization. It's like, you know, how many of the, like, I'm trying to think of going all the way back. I don't know who left with Charlie. I can't remember. I thought there might have been one that Romeo might have brought with him when he went to Cleveland. Like, there might have been somebody who ended up going. but Charlie didn't take anybody. No, Charlie didn't take anybody, but there was Charlie. There was, uh, uh, there was, uh, again, I just mentioned him. Why am I blanking? Uh, 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 The Romeo Cornell, when he went to Cleveland. Right then, there was McDaniel's. Did he bring people to Denver with him? And then you had what Flores, and he let people go for Flores, yep. and he let people go for McDaniel's. Yep. So maybe the real thing isn't who's he fired; it's who is he not coveted. Yeah. And have any of those people gone on to do great things? No. Chad O'Shea maybe running Foxborough High or something like that. And where did you say uh, Popovich was? Turpin, Troy, Troy University, the offensive line coach. There you go. In Troy, Alabama. Coaches are coaches. So, again, you went from a pretty good job in the NFL 
to now working in the Sun Belt. Hey, it's uh, you're getting all those leftovers from it's Alabama. A, it's a living. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's what it is. Is it like the state of Florida now? Hey, those third-team All-Staters in Alabama like aren't bad. Oh, like a safety school or whatever? Let him trickle down or something like that. Uh, are You Done brings it home next. W-E-E-I. I love E-E-I, man. W-E-E-I. W-E-E-I. <laughs> New England Sports Original. You're listening to Gresh and Fourier on W-E-E-I. Save us as a favorite on the Odyssey app. And take Boston Sports Original everywhere you go. Time for Are You Done? Sponsored by Unified Office. If you run a business, you know the rough impact the labor shortage can have on your customer's phone experience. Unified Office specializes in keeping businesses from losing incoming customer calls and revenue. Learn more at unifiedoffice.com. And before we get to the full run of Are You Done? Uh, Normally we would have an injury update, but well, the Patriots are not playing games anymore. As we've talked about today, the season is over. But the NFL injury update sponsored by our friends at the Catches Law Group with offices across New England. Catches Law Group's won over a billion dollars for their injured clients. 1986 Catches, you pay nothing unless they win. Learn more at CatchesLaw.com. None of the four of us are injured necessarily. Maybe pride and ego a little bit, but well, that's something that we battle with all the time. Billy Lanny, are you done? No, just a quick little thing here. So on this day in 1991, Pete Rose was officially banned from getting into the Baseball Hall of Fame for sports gambling. He has since apologized a million times recent, as recently <laughs> wrote a letter saying, like, hey, this is something that I realize I really want. I apologize. Do you think he should get in? Um, I'm even, a yes. Yeah. Yep. I, and here's what I would do, and I've said this yeah, for I'm years. Like, I think there's a real easy way to handle it. Put on there, he got suspended from yeah. baseball. Major League Baseball is the worst when it comes to analyzing and owning Agreed. what are the problems and the issues. And He's again, part of history is part of baseball history. You can't take, you cannot have a living museum of the game and not have that guy in it and in some way prominently featured. But oh, by the way, put on there to gambler. Absolutely. By the way, did you see Billy that Ohio just went live with sports betting? And I, did you see who they had that made the very first bet in oh, Ohio I saw, sports I saw him betting? At the sports Pete Rose. Oh, that's great. Yeah, it's like, funny because he had like the shot from behind, yes. and you could clearly tell it was him because it was like the white hat, the yep. matching shirt. You're like, oh, yeah, that's Pete Rose. He looks like a guy who would be walking like on Pompano Beach or something like that, checking his tickets or calling for scores. So do you let it slide because he apologized or just because you think he should be he in? He should just be in. Okay, He's, gotcha. You, it's a, it's a like, museum. It is a museum. That's the says, way it should be viewed. If somebody says, hey, I did steroids. Barry Bonds comes out and says, hey, I did steroids. Does he get right in? You didn't change the rules until afterwards. Right. So what do you want me to do? I yeah. just was doing what I what I needed to do. Well, every baseball writer back in the day told me that Barry Bonds was going to jail and that the government was going to get him. So I'd like to think 10 or 11 years later for all those guys that were piling on, maybe we can get this guy. Are you done? I'm are, done. Are you done? I'm done. Are you done? Yes, I'm done. Terp, are you done? I'm not done. So Ooh. on a day yesterday where athletic trainers were honored all throughout the NFL, I don't know if you guys caught this, in the Packers game, Packers were looking- well, Quay Walker pushed the athletic trainer who was trying to attend to an injured player in DeAndre Swift. Have you guys ever seen anything like that, ever? Well, I mean, no. I mean, I've seen fights that that you know, kind of bleed into the sideline, but this was interesting because he was kind of on the field, and the guy, I don't know what happened, and then as he was exiting the field in the tunnel, 
he was like having like what I see like eight, nine, ten year olds do, just completely losing all control of his emotions, just facial expressions, everything. He later apologized via Twitter, which is the way everybody apologizes now. But no, that was very odd. Very odd and unacceptable. So what happened was the trainer came out and needed to get to the player and Quay Walker or he was there woofing at somebody. And the trainer kind of did one of these out of the way so the guy could uh, get in there. And then he pushed him from behind. Talk I, about terrible timing, too. On well, a day where all of them were honored. If you, if you, I don't know if you, you didn't see this, but in the Pittsburgh game, there was a Pittsburgh yeah. Steeler who was laying down. And a guy came over and CPR'd did two, him. Yeah, and then lifted him up. That's yeah, amazing. Bad form. Bad form. Yeah. Are you done? Are, are you done? <laughs> I am Are done. you done? Oh, yeah, you uh, No, I'm not. Okay, ready, Turpin. Quick little game right now. Okay, I wasn't able to sneak this in. I'm going to do it right now. Quick quiz for all you guys listening right now. Gresh, yeah. Turp, and Billy. Can you guys name uh, the five first-year head coaches who made it to the playoffs in their first year coaching on their new team? Name them. Matt LaFleur is run one, right? I'm talking about this year. Oh, this First year. year head coaches this year to bring their team. They were hired this time last year, and they brought their team to the playoffs. There's five of them. Name them. Uh, wait, this year or Mike last McDaniel. year? Well, Mike McDaniel's one. Sirianni? No, he was nope. there last nope. year. Yep. Although he did bring them to the playoffs in his first well, I year thought last you would, year. I thought you would rip this out. There's only really one trick question. So uh, coaches that were hired for the first time on their new team. New team, like this, they could be coaches before, head coaches before, but they are hired. Oh, you know, Todd Bowles. Oh, yeah. I got oh, a good one, Todd oh, Bowles. So they were coaches Mike. before. Oh, well, then Doug Peterson. Yep. Uh, Mike McDaniel, as mentioned. Todd Bowles. There's three. You got two more. Um, I'm trying to think in the uh, NFC. Pete Carroll's been there. Oh, the, the Vikings coach. Oh, uh, yep, yep, yep. Oh, Kevin O'Connell. Kevin, Kevin O'Connell. Yep. Yep. And then you have one more that you're missing. I don't know who. Uh, Brian Dable. Uh, oh, Ryan the Giants, yes. I mean, listen, so you wonder what a new head coach can do? There you go. You make the playoffs on the first try. So, fire Bill? <laughs> no. <laughs> eh, just saying. We'll are you there. done? We'll get are, there someday. Are you done? We'll are you done? That's my bad. Now. That's my bad. You've yeah, complicated this too I much. am not complicated. It's one stupid played. button. Uh, I'm what? not done because I want to tell you why... The wrestling fan in me is rooting hard for the Jacksonville Jaguars to win the Super Bowl because the son of Shad Khan, the owner of the Jacksonville Jaguars, and technically he's owner as well, Tony Khan, also runs All Elite Wrestling. That is the very much second uh, behind WWE in the pro wrestling world. But the one thing WWE has done is if you win a Super Bowl, a World Series, whatever, they send you a WWE-branded championship belt with your team's logos on the side really? plates. Interesting. So if the Jacksonville Jaguars win the Super Bowl, Tony Khan, who operates a wrestling company that is trying to build to compete against <laughs> WWE, will get a WWE championship belt with the Jaguars logos embedded on it as well. Let's not act like that guy's not going to sleep with that his entire life. Yeah, they may make an exception. If the Jaguars win, he wears it that Wednesday night after the no, Super Bowl. Yeah, and he probably goes out on AEW TV naked wearing that thing, swinging the hammer, being like, I'm a world champion now. All right, I am done, and that is it for all of us. We are all done. Tomorrow, we got Tommy Curran. Ooh. We will get into, because we kind of got sidetracked with Cliff Kingsbury, we got to get into the curious case of Jake Bailey. Uh, Christian Fourier hates something that happened at the end of the Lions 
uh, Packers yep. game that we got to unpack as well. How about some of the must-dos for the Patriots offseason? And I have a funny feeling the coaching news is going to be fast and furious by the time we get in tomorrow. Oh, by the way, Celtics play a game tonight, and we will uh, touch on the Bruins, who, of course, are record-setting in the first half of this season. Turpin, Billy produced it. If something went wrong, blame them. Foyer and I will see you tomorrow at 10 a.m. Mego and Arcan are next. Are you done? Are, are you done? Are you done? Okay, okay. Are you done? You done, right? You done, right? Are you done? Are you done? Okay, okay.